today we're going to discuss suicide cults. We're going dark. Real dark. Yeah. So it's going to get dark quick. Real quick. But yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's that. Let's flip the coin. Flip it. Ah! It's heads. Okay. Your turn. All right. Today I'm going to talk about Order of the Solar Temple, mm. which is like part religion part like secret society Mm, yep yeah i this has been on my list since we started so i'm really excited about it start of it all um so it was started by joseph de mombro and luke joret joret i don't know in 1984 in geneva switzerland joseph was born in 1924 as the eldest of three children his dad was a construction worker from northern italy and joseph was raised catholic and attended catholic school he went to um mass and was pretty much catholic until he was 20 and then in the 1950s joseph started practicing occultism he became a member of the ancient and mystical order rosicrucis which is like a new order of Rosicrucians, which I think I explain later. It sounds very mysterious. Yeah, it it's all very very mysterious. Do, 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 do. <laughs> In 1978, he established the Golden Way Foundation in order to make money and forge links between people interested in occultism. So like networking for cults. Cults. I like it. Yeah, being savvy with it. Uh, The Golden Way Foundation uh, stole ideas from the Knights Templar. Mm -hmm. So, there's that. So, Luke Joray was born in October 1947 in what was then the Belgian Congo in Africa. I didn't know that was a thing. No, either. Belgian Congo. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, he returned to Belgium with his parents in the 1950s where he went to medical school. Not in the 50s, that would be weird. He would have been 10 years old. But he went to medical school in Belgium. Uh, He wasn't very good at modern medicine and left. He then started traveling the world, studying spirituality and practicing alternative medicine. He began lecturing during his travels on holistic health and the paranormal. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, He invited those who wanted to join him into what he called the Amenta Club, which was later called the Atlanta Club. I don't know why it's called the Atlanta Club. It's weird. Or the Amenta Club. And I don't really know what happened in this club. It's a mysterious club. It's very mysterious. Um, His journey led him to lecture for Golden Way Foundation, which is Joseph's foundation. So that's where he met Joseph DiMombro and some guy named Michael... Tabit, mit, mit, wait, no, Mitchell Tabachik? <laughs> Maybe. Right. Random person. Um, so Mitchell was a famous Swiss conductor and composer who would later testify against the members of the cult. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um, and apparently he used Google's new right to be forgotten to remove his relationship with the cult. So if you Google him, he doesn't. I didn't know you up. could do that. Evidently. That's kind of amazing. It is. Like, I but don't want to. Also, I, like, not great because it's like history. It's history, and it's also 
kind of makes it mysterious. Like, did he even exist? Right. <laughs> what, what really happened to mm. him? Dun, dun, dun. Conspiracies. So when Joseph and Luke met, Joseph knew that he needed someone more charismatic than himself to represent the group. And he thought that Luke would be perfect because he was already traveling around lecturing people. He clearly had some charisma. So the two men came together and they started the Order of the Solar Temple in 1984. So Luke's new role included giving presentations around Switzerland on love and biology. And he was able to utilize his degree in medicine to give him credibility so people would mm. actually listen to him. Right. Right. It's like, I'm a doctor. Listen I know all about love. All about love and biology. Um, in time, the speeches would steer more towards the eventual self-destruction of Earth through environmental disasters and included, included how to be one of those that survived. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotta have a problem and a solution. Exactly. That's how people buy into right. things. Exactly. They want solutions. Yeah, to problems they didn't know they had. Exactly. That's what I want. That's why I'm always on the internet on Amazon. Buying right. things I didn't know I needed. That's like what ads too. Instagram, yeah. you're like, why well, I need and that. Target. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Target. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so the Solar Temple traced its history to the revival of the Knights Templar. Um, both of the men kind of had relations with groups that were a part of the revival of the Knights Templar. If you're unfamiliar, the Knights Templar was a military religious order founded in the 12th century. It was kind of like a secret society kind of thing. Um, in 1805, Bernard Raymond Fabra Palaprat, yep, that's mm -hmm. his name, mm -hmm. um, claimed to be the head of the Knights Templar and recreated the group. His group ended up splitting up into multiple factions, some of which would develop a belief in the end of the world. Um, it's believed that before starting Solar Templar, Luke belonged to a group that was a descendant of one of these factions called the Renewed Order of the Temple. Okay. And so that and um, Joseph being a part of that Rosa Krish, Rosa whatever, Rosa Crucis group. Um, that's kind of where this Knights of Templar linkage comes in. Um, and they get a lot of their, like, secret society shtick mm -hmm. from there. Um, so members of the Order of the Solar Temple had to pay to move up within the organization. Huh. Yeah. Very smart. Of course. Yeah. You know what they're doing. So there were initiation fees, gifts that were required to be given to the leaders, and mandatory tuition. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They're and smart. It, yeah. In exchange, the members were given the cult secrets. Ah, ah yeah. Secret, secret. <laughs> I don't know what the secrets were, but they were given them. And they were promised salvation upon the return of the second coming of Christ, who they referred to as the Solar God King. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, a few of the regular members didn't agree with the cult's dues and left the cult once they realized the leaders were living a lavish lifestyle on their dime. So they weren't happy. But most people stayed. 
The headquarters later moved to Zurich, where a council of 33 members presided, and regional lodges were set up to perform initiation ceremonies and other rites in Switzerland, Canada, Australia, and other places. Um, membership was secret, of course. And the activities were a mixture of early Christianity and various Freemason rituals. Several affluent Europeans were secret members of the group. I don't have a list of that because it's secret. It's a secret. Mm. Um, so over six years, the group gained over 400 members and it became a three-part structure. The lowest was the Amanta Club. Uh, it was designed for members who spread the cult's message to new people. They gave lectures around the world. Okay. And that was pretty much their whole thing. And I'm guessing you just move up from there. So the next level was the Arcadia Club. Um, members were allowed to know a little bit more of the cult's secrets and were promised the reward of coming closer to a higher consciousness. An elder would hand-select individuals to reach this level. Uh, the highest level was the... The International Knighthood Organization. I like that name. I like it too. Knighthood. I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, this level involved secret initiation rituals, and its members had access to publications that others didn't. Not sure what those were. Stuff that oh, the elders writ had written. Probably. Mm -hmm. Probably. Uh, there was an inner circle called the Synarchy of the Temple. It consisted of the cult's largest donors and its leaders. Makes sense. You want to yeah. make those people feel special. Right. Because some people were donating like a million dollars. What? Yeah. It's no. absolutely ridiculous. Um, everyone in this circle were referred to as Elder Brothers of the Rosy Cross, which goes back to the Rosicrucians, which um, it's a 17th century spiritual movement that had an emphasis on mysticism. So there was, like, a little bit of mysticism shit in here, too. Yeah. They got it all. They got it all. Concept shop. You want it, they got it. Mm. <laughs> uh, both Joseph and Luke claimed to be members of the Knights Templar in a previous life. Luke went one step further and said he was the third reincarnation of Christ, which is kind of weird considering they said that they were preparing people for the second coming of Christ. Right. Doesn't yeah. yeah, I'm sure he had his ways. Uh, he used his authority to choose which female members of the cult to have sex to have sex with before ceremonies. Well, of course he did. Yeah, he claimed that they gave him the spiritual strength he needed to do his holy duties. Mm. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Makes sense. So, and in order to em emphasize his importance in the cult and his own status as holy, Joseph told members that his son was conceived through theogamy or uh, marriage with the gods. And he also stated that his daughter was conceived immaculately, like Mary's pregnancy with Jesus. And she was the cosmic child. Got it. Okay. Whatever that means. Right. But they were supposed to be like demi demigods, his kids. Yeah. Which made them special. His sperm was not a part of any of it. Nope. No sperm from at all. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, initially, the group's goals were based around surviving the end of the world, which would be caused by volcanoes in the mid-1990s, 
Which makes sense. It really does. I mean, if anything's going to kill us, it's going to be volcanoes. Yeah. Kill the dinosaurs. Can kill us, too. Well, wasn't Ish. it asteroids? Yeah. It was asteroids. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> Those can also kill us. Yeah. Well, but volcanoes seems pretty likely. Well, volcanoes have killed civilizations. Like yes, Pompeii. they have. Mm-hmm. Like Pompeii. And the one up here, the big one that I can't think of right now, at Yellowstone. Uh oh. Oh, the geyser? One? No, oh. the what is that one called? You guys know what I'm talking about. Right. The big one. The it's, big one's coming. It's yep. coming. Yeah, yep, yep. It's ready. Um so their doomsday prep included starting an organic farm ran by the members in Canada. Okay. Yeah. The farm is still in operation. Nice. Yeah. Uh members would of course stockpile food, weapons, and ammunition. Um which, why would they need weapons and anim- ammunition if, like, they're the only ones that are going to survive? I was just thinking that. But maybe zombies? I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, like, in case other people survive. Yeah. They can fight them off. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so, this message was unsustainable long term, obviously, mm-hmm. because the end of the world would have to come in the 90s. Right. Uh, so, they started a new message that Earth was an illusion. Oh, Which yes. Which I've often wondered. I mean, come on. Right. Is this real life? I know. Has anyone felt alive since 2012 when the world ended? That's true. <laughs> Every kidding. day I wake up, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> kidding, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, their new message was that Earth was an illusion. And the elders told members that their only hope was to shed their earthly bodies in order to be reborn on an unnamed planet orbiting the dog star Sirius. Yep. Is Sirius, is that where Sirius comes from for Harry Potter? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a big Harry Potter person. There's like a dog-ish in Harry Potter called Sirius. Oh. Mm-hmm. Probably. That's probably where it came from. Wow. Interesting. So Joseph's son uh, started to question the group. His name was uh, Eli? Ellie or Eli? I'm with Eli. Uh, so he started to question the group as he got older. When news came out that the visions presented to the members were actually holograms and special effects, Mm. he started to become more vocal about his suspicions. Uh, Several people quit the cult, and Eli also quit the cult. This was a huge blow to the group's credibility, of course, and it's thought that this is when they decided to plan for their rebirth. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, on September 30th, 1994, three members of the cult were found stabbed to death in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, The victims were Antonio and Nikki Dutrois. I'm assuming it's Dutrois. Sounds very French. It sounds sounds very French. Mm -hmm. So, that's what I'm going with. And their three-month-old child. No. Yeah. Not the baby. (laughs) The child was wrapped in a black plastic bag with a wooden stake through his chest. Oh. Yeah. They were killed by two other members of the cult. Joseph told members that the couple's new child was the Antichrist. Yeah. He came to this conclusion after they gave their child the name Emmanuel when Joseph's child was named Emmanuel. Mm. And Joseph's child is... A demigod, demigod, so. So someone had to throw a temper tantrum. Yeah. I didn't like that. 
because obviously if you're going to name your child after the leader's demigod child, you're an antichrist. Exactly. The child is. Mm-hmm. So reports state that Antonio had admitted to other members that he helped install mechanisms for tricking members into thinking they were seeing miraculous things. And that was also cited as a motive. So it was probably really that, but he just used the ex- the Antichrist mm. excuse. Uh, so in October 1994, just a few days later, 23 bodies were found in Freiburg, Switzerland. Another 25 bodies were found in Valais, Valais? I don't know, Switzerland. Um, Members either took their own lives or were ritualistically murdered. Some were shot in the head or asphyxiated. Some had been drugged. Uh, Many of them wore black ceremonial robes, had plastic bags placed over their heads, and their bodies were positioned in a star formation with their feet pointing to the center. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Other victims were found in three ski chalets. Several dead children were lying together. Um, So all this was discovered when officers rushed the sites to fight the fires that had been been ignited by remote control devices. So, like, they murdered everyone, killed themselves, and then... Lit it on fire. Lit it all on fire. Wow. Yeah. Farewell letters left by members stated that they believed they were leaving to escape the hypocrisies and oppression of this world. Sad. I feel like their message is a little all over the place. A little bit. But, I mean, it worked, I guess. They did it. So, Joseph's son, Eli, was among those dead. So, either him leaving the group was misreported, he was never allowed to leave, or his participation in the mass suicide was against his will and not at all a suicide. He was probably kidnapped and brought into it. Yeah, his dad was probably like, you're coming with us. Mm-hmm. You're stuck with us forever. Yeah, not going to ruin my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the founders, Luke and Joseph, were also among those dead. At least they took themselves too. That's good. So several days prior to these events, Joseph recruited... 12 of his closest and highest ranked followers they then recreated their vision of the last supper Hmm. yeah interesting joseph took on the role of jesus and led his apostles through the traditional dinner Uh, the members of the inner circle that were there were aware of the plans that were about to happen so there was a small group of people that were in on it a couple years later, or I guess a year later, in December 1995, uh, 16 bodies were discovered in a star formation in the Vercors Mountains of France. It was found later that two of them shot the others and then committed suicide. One of the dead included Olympian Edith Bonlew, who had competed in the women's downhill at the 1956 Winter Olympics. Okay. Yeah. So still going. Still going. In March 1997, five members took their own lives in St. Casimir, Quebec. A small house erupted in flames, leaving behind five charred bodies for the police to pull from the rubble. 
three teenagers aged 13, 14, and 16, the children of one of the couples that died in the fire, were discovered in a shed behind the house, alive but heavily drugged. It's thought that they escaped. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like you're going to drug your kids and then Burn murder them. them. Mm. Yeah, so that's all that I have. I tried to see what happened after that. And other than um, that guy, Michael or Mitch Mitchell, uh, being a part of some, uh, I can't think of the word, court proceedings, mm. there really isn't any additional information. I thought that there were parts of them that were still active. There probably are. But it, if it is, it's not on the internet, so... So keep your eyes up. Yeah. Don't join any weird secret orders. All right. And it's crazy because this all kind of happens around the same time as like Heaven's Gate mm-hmm. and like there was just a time for mass the suicides. The 2000s were like coming and everyone was like, Ugh. <laughs> All right. It's all Heather's turn. Okay. Today I'm going to discuss the Church of Euthanasia. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. I yep. like that name. I know. It's very, it tells you exactly what they want. I know. I really appreciate that in a yeah. cult. Like, here's, this is what we want. Uh, it's sometimes called the COE, just for short, obviously. Uh, the Church of Euthanasia was founded by Chris Corda and Pastor Kim, or Robert Kimberk. Chris Corda was born as Christopher Corda in 1962 in New York City. His, his father, her father, uh, was a well-known novelist and playwright Michael Corda. I haven't heard of him, but apparently yeah. he's famous. Corda uh, developed political interest from an early age, becoming a vegetarian and vegan at the age of 10 oh. because of their concerns of global warming. And Corda maintains an ambiguous gender identity. I mean, I, I think I kind of got that. Kind of got it. So uh, they, he, she often dressed as a female. So I'll just probably refer to as a she just to make it the story easier. Sorry, that's inappropriate, but that's, what, yeah, because she's often referred to as a she yeah. in all of these, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, she grew up to become a software engineer and a musician, and she actually toured Europe performing her songs, and they were edited using her own software that she had designed. Oh, yeah, so she's good for her. She's pretty, Smart. like, put together. She, yeah. she knew what was up. She founded the church in 1992 and was inspired by the ideas of dadism. Dadaism, which is an artistic movement that er- emerged during World War One, and it was a way to discover the unreasoned order. Oh. So one poet said, it's not the beginning of art, but of disgust. So basically, the Church of Euthanasia, Euthanasia used a lot of artsy protests okay. to get their point of across. Interesting. We shall see. The inspiration for the church came to Corda in a dream. She states... That she was confronted by an alien intelligence known as the being who speaks for the inhabitants of Earth in other dimensions. The being warned that our planet's ecosystem is failing and that our leaders deny this. The being asked why our leaders lie to us and why so many of us believe these lies. So she created a new religion and with their first commandment, thou shall not procreate. Oh, yeah. So no, no, no more kids. No kids. And then they created four pillars, which is suicide, which is optional but encouraged. <laughs> Abortion, may be required to avoid procreation. Cannibalism, mandatory if you insist on eating flesh. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And sodomy. Optional, but strongly encouraged. Okay. Yep. So this are... is interesting. Oh, I'm I'm here for learning about oh, this. Right? This is <laughs> this is an interesting church for sure. And the group came up with the slogan, Save the Planet, Kill Yourself. Man, they're not even trying to like I all right, respect. Nope, they're out. Respect. They're, they're like, see, we know we're ruining this planet, so just kill yourself. Which, okay, all right, all right. Uh, Corda believed that this was the only way to get their point across, and that it may be the only pathway for voluntary population reduction. Okay, it's one way to do it. The first effort Corda made at popularizing this phrase was at the 1992 Democratic National Convention, where she passed out stickers with the slogan. To other delegates. Seriously? Yep. <laughs> so here's stickers. You know, save the world, kill yourself. And I'm sure, like, you're like, oh, another thing. And then you look down and you're like, I kind of want oh. that as a bumper sticker. I'm not saying people should kill themselves, but. I think you can buy it, so it is. I, and I also hate bumper stickers. I know. But it's something you could buy. Uh, a few months after that, she began applying the stickers to police vehicles. Oh, my God. I, like, kind of love her. <laughs> Uh, she even used the song or wrote the, used the slogan in a song that she released in 1994. And, uh, so that's one of the ones when she toured Europe, she would sing that song. Yeah. Getting the message out. The church became recognized by the state of Delaware in 1994 and became tax exempt, which seems really crazy to me that they're like the church of euthanasia yeah that's totally legit totally fine i really want to know what you have to submit for paperwork to become tax exempt as a church because i'm gonna do it right it seems like anyone can can do it church of euthanasia got approved anyone can get approved i'm gonna make the church of ashley it's Uh, fine fine. (laughs) i like it (laughs) they started a brochure called snuff it and it contained corda's sermons and it was mailed to members of the church (coughs) On September 10th, 1994, the church participated in its first march. Corda led a group of about 12 people at the Boston's Population Awareness Day event, which I didn't know was an event, but it is. She carried a stick with a bloody baby doll and a torn strip of an American flag, which is the pro-abortion symbol. Oh, okay. Apparently. Other members carried a large fake RU486 pill, which is the abortion pill. Okay. And they would roll it around while chanting, save the planet, kill yourself. (laughs) Obviously, they were thrown out very quickly. (laughs) People were not about that. In 1995, the church started advocating pro-suicide, and they even purchased a billboard that had a 900 number on it with the following message, suicide assistance hotline, helping you every step of the way. Thousands helped. How about you? Thousands helped. Yep. They made a billboard <laughs> to support Stop. you doing commit like to commit suicide. Uh-huh. Uh but luckily the phone company caught on and they didn't approve this phone number, so it never became active. But they had hoped that they could do pre recorded messages with instructions on how to commit suicide. That's just Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, unless you've done it. You really don't know what works. You don't know. Nope. Nope. But, but don't do it. Don't try. Don't do don't it. Find, not for science. Not for don't, the don't Church of it. Euthanasia. Please get help. We love all of you. Yes. Uh, they So they turned to their website and put on explicit instructions on how to commit suicide. One such way was to use a bag and helium. 
And in 2003, a woman was found dead with a printout of the instructions in her hand. Uh, Jennifer Joyce was the top prosecutor of the city of St. Louis, and she publicly threatened the church with voluntary manslaughter charges, and the instructions were promptly removed. And Corda denied any charges and stated, I am unaware of any such activity, nor would I be disposed to comment on or discuss such an activity if it did, in fact, exist. Okay, but she's, like, outwardly promoting it. She's outwardly, <laughs> like, kill yourself, but, oh, that's not us. We didn't do that. Yeah, we We're didn't do that. Whatever. So, who knows? Um in 1996, the church began counter-protests against anti-abortion ex- activists in the Boston area. The first weekend, church members stood outside a Boston clinic carrying signs to provoke demonstrators with messages such as, fuck breeding, fetuses are for scraping, depressed, com- commit spermicide, <laughs> make love, not babies, no kid, no labor, Love the earth, tie your tubes, and feeling maternal, adopt. (laughs) I mean, they're clever. That's that's clever. All right. All right. Uh, The following weekend, they visited a clinic that had been the site of a shooting a year prior to that, and they attracted a large group of protesters from the anti-abortion group called Operation Rescue. This time, they had the same signs, plus a new 15 by 6 foot banner that said, Need a queer fetus for Jesus. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, uh... Oh, my God. That's terrible. They also had carnivorous babies on sticks as well. Uh-huh. So, they, they, went, they went for it. They went for it. A month later, the church attended another anti-abortion demonstration. This time, a member dressed as a Catholic priest and carrying signs for... That said, pedophile priests for life. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just went. I mean, they were they went there. They were artsy. They were very, very artsy. In 1997, the church created a fake organization called the Boston Fertility Task Force, and the operation was described in an email. They proceeded to use it to draw real pro-life protesters out to a completely invented protest of fetal trafficking at a sperm bank in Boston. They also put up posters around town claiming that Courtney Love would be at the sperm bank to be inseminated on the day of the protest. <laughs> and they showed up to find nuns fingering rosary beads and teens waiting around to see Courtney Love outside of the building. At which point they unveiled a two-story tall penis okay. puppet and they ran through traffic toward the bili- building and ejaculated pseudo-sperm in front of the building. That's just... it's Okay. It's, it's just amazing. I mean, everything they do, I'm just like, okay. All right, good for you guys. And kind uh, of good for you, but it's just kind of <laughs> funny. Also like not. I wouldn't want to be there and like no. have pseudo ejaculation on me. Like good. I'm <laughs> okay. Did they, what did they make this? Like I probably like shaving cream or something. Maybe something. Yeah, I don't know. After the Heaven's Gate suicide, the group met in a park to have a memorial for the death of the 39 members. The members had with them four pillar the four pillars. And next, like, had a banner with the four pillars on it. And they also had members carrying t- twin staff, like, staffs? Staff? Whatever. Yeah, staff. Staffs. <laughs> Topped with a red painted human skull. One had a blue knit cap and the other an angler's canvas hat. Hmm. Uh, many of the members were swinging soup cans 
on chains enchanting the mantra save the planet kill kill yourself okay but they're Mm -hmm. having a memorial for them but Uh uh-huh but yeah they're because they're they're promoting they're like we're happy that they like good job that they did this and the reverend gave a sermon in which she thanks the heaven's gate suicide for helping to deal with her church's number one priority overpopulation Mm -hmm. she's stoked that they did it she then took out 39 black plastic film canisters each containing an earthworm one for each of the heaven gate members and so they were ringing sacred chimes as she removed each worm one by one kissed it and put it back on the earth to return them to earth okay Mm -hmm. weird but okay yep I guess she had to do something. She, yeah. She was, you know, it's a memorial for them doing good, I guess. Then she proceeded to take out a bunch of red fat grapes and she passed them out to the members. And she said, these grapes represent the testicles of the great Heaven's Gate members who so bravely castrated themselves. She vows, we now eat these as a symbolic cannibalization of their testicles. Okay. So they eat their testicles. Yay. But not. But not so I'm much. glad they didn't actually eat their testicles. No. Like, fake cannibalism, but you know. Yeah. Cannibalism. Symbolic. Like, Jesus and wine. And, and bread. Yep. Yeah. 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 Maybe they brought some, like, bread and cheese with them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> little charcuterie. Uh, now, so remember, this was at a park, so there's, like, children running around, like, of course. watching this and hearing of this. There are. Of course. Of course. In the same year, Corda and other church members were on the Jerry Springer show, and it was called I Want to Join a Suicide Cult, was the title <laughs> of the show, which is great. Uh, while agreeing with much of the church's platform, Springer suggested that, because there was a depressed teenager that was trying to join the cult, he suggested that a depressed teenager contemplating suicide should be offered assistance rather than talked out of it. And he also repeatedly expressed disgust at the calls for cannibalism and brought attention to the church's literature that provides explicit instructions on butchering a human carcass. Okay. Yep. So I feel like Jerry was like trying to be like, don't do this, but then like was like actually, but like brought attention to it. So I feel like it did the opposite, but I think so. But he tried. He tried. He tried to do good. Uh, in 1999, the church turned its sights to the environmental movement. They made a homemade raft, and they put it in the Charles River during Boston's WBOS Earth Festival. Earth Fest Festival? I don't know what that is, but okay. it's another festival. The raft had an 18 by 5 foot banner that said, Save the Planet, Kill Yourself. And construction obviously wasn't their specialty because the raft barely stayed afloat. <laughs> they started playing the music that Corda had created and yeah. they were playing like super loudly and they got everyone's attention and eventually the police were able to get the raft out of the water and have them turn the music off the next year the church attempted to join the environmentalists outside the boston's bio 2000 conference well most protesters were there to protest the genetic engineering and other activities that were part of the conference the church wanted to show its support to the conference um, on the grounds that they were destroying mankind. They camp- they carried a banner that said, Human extinction while we still can. Okay. Mm-hmm. And according to Corda, the protest organizers cut the cables to the group's sound system and then proceeded to beat them up. Corda said that many of the members had to go to the hospital 
and this is when Corda decided this would be the last of the group's public demonstrations. Okay, She's well. tired of being beat up. In 2001, Corda released a music video called I Like to Watch, and it's a mashup of amateur techno with clips of porn, sports, and the 9-11 attacks. What the fuck? Uh-huh. And Corda said it captured her, per- her perverse fascination with sexual arousal. Uh, politically, it felt so good to see Americans dying for a change. There was a sense of justice. The chickens coming home to roost, she said. In gender terms, the huge gash made by the plane was obviously female. I had witnessed a Freudian drama on a national scale. Americans' penis had been turned into a vagina. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how she feels about the 9-11 attacks. And I don't agree with any of this, just stating yeah. what she believes. Uh, after the video, people questioned if the church was really just an artistic protest. But Corda responded with, I'm a religious zealot, a crusader. I'm insulted that we were dismissed as not serious. I've worked so hard for so long. If this were a prank, it just wouldn't be worth it. Our message is shocking and disturbing, and so it's more comfortable for people to think we're just being satirical. But the planet is being destroyed, and human beings are the cause of the destruction. And she goes on to say, the only reason I haven't killed myself yet and I'm not saying I won't, is because I have hope that by continuing to do the work that I'm doing, I could make the difference. My church could be the one to make a difference. There's no way to know that it couldn't. So we're staying the course. I'm steady at the helm. We're going to continue on. Well, at least she was... She admits it. Yeah, she was yeah. outright with what she was trying to do yeah, instead like, of doing it in secret like most cults. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm out here. Save the planet. Kill yourself. She's, she's out there for yeah. sure. Uh, since then, the church has become dormant. Their website is still active, and Corda is still developing software and creating music. And who knows? Maybe we will see a we could see a mass suicide from them. We could yeah. see they're still could see a political demonstration. Yeah, or maybe they're just gonna stay underground. And because right now it's a dangerous time to be like anything anything, anything. extreme. Mm-hmm. People will think you're a terrorist. That's true. There is a documentary that's in the works, so we could, there's um, secret footage that the person has, so that comes out, we could see some other things, and I'm sure there's probably more suicides that we don't know about, they just might not be related, yeah, Yeah. public, or we don't know if they're related, because what if someone called that hotline, oh, well, the hotline didn't, never came up, it never came up, but, but, yeah, I mean, you could go to the website, and they had instructions on how to do it, exactly, there might have been cannibals that came from this, who knows, so, Listen, the time period around Heaven's Gate was fucking crazy. It was crazy. Like, both of ours were around that time period. Yeah. That's just suicide cults. Yeah. Yeah. And Jonestown was around then. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Something was in the water. Something. It's like we went from regular cults to we're just going to go. Bye bye. Go kill ourselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Like convince other people to do the same. She created a cr- church called the Church of Euthanasia. Like that—that's where we were at. Yeah, that's case. where we were. Um. Okay. So that's that. That's that. All right, guys. Right. Um. Hope you take, enjoy. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. Don't. Yeah. Uh, don't. If you need help, please reach out. Yeah. We we do not promote the things we talk about. We do not. Um, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed us at all, rate us five stars. We'd appreciate it a lot. Um, you know to reach us. Yeah. We're uh, on Instagram and Facebook. At Bang Bang, Bang Cult. Cult. 
and bangbangcult at gmail if you want to message us. And that 